Hey you, welcome back to another episode of the Beautifully Built Podcast. As always, thanks so much for coming and spending part of your day with me. I am your girl, Melissa Impet, and today I have on such a beautiful interview from my girl, Alicia, and Alicia is all the way from Australia. I'm just so grateful for technology. Seriously, Facebook brought us together and we are just so on the same wavelength. I think you're gonna really enjoy hearing her story. This is just such a powerful interview, so I really hope you enjoy. Alicia, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your heart with us. You are welcome. It's so good to be here. Yeah, all the way from Australia. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Alicia Viglary, and about seven years ago, I went through my own um i guess you could say you know journey of healing i mean look the journey of healing we're never done like we never get to a point where we're like okay i'm done i'm good there's there's nothing left here i'm like a 10 out of 10 it's it's a constant you know evolution it really is and i think when we can accept that we start to feel a lot more peace you know in our life when we when we start to realize there's never like an end journey sort of thing Mm -hmm, so for me I had my um that you know people people call it rock bottom and I guess you could call it my rock bottom even though um you know it's probably not as um dramatic as what rock bottom can be for some people it was still it still was mine you know and it still was quite well really painful to be honest and um you know I went through bullying and all of that at school when I was in primary school and um you know, even going into high school a little bit for being a little bit chubby. And obviously that like completely ruined my confidence, my self-worth, like it just rocked me to my core, you know. And it was like there was that happening and then there were other things happening in, you know, in my life around family and, and struggles that was happening there. I mean, I've got the most beautiful family I'm so grateful for, you know, and we're all so loving. But obviously in any family, there's always going to be, struggles kind of you know there's always going to yeah. be lessons and, yeah. and struggles within our family oh, yeah, always yeah. always you yeah. know I, they always say that our relationships in our life particularly our family can be like our biggest human assignments really oh so isn't that the truth there was we all of, we can't yeah. pick our family that's for sure no <laughs> no we definitely can't so so there was all that happening and then you know to cut a really long story short when I hit um year nine I'm pretty sure it was from memory I started running with my dad in the morning you know and and at first we just did it because you know my dad wanted to get fitter and lose a bit of weight I wanted to I guess spend some time with him it was more like of a bonding time for us but it in the process I actually ended up losing a lot of you know puppy fat so to speak like they call it and you know, I was doing I was playing soccer and I was dancing and I was so active and Obviously, you know, having spent years being bullied and losing so much confidence and so much self-worth, as soon as I started losing this weight, it's like I started finding this confidence again. I started feeling this self-worth all over again. Mm. And that was great for a little while, but then I took it to extreme. So I took it too far. I actually started to become obsessed with, you know, fitness and losing Mm. weight and, and it, you know, it shifted from being more like a a lifestyle and bonding time with my dad to a really unhealthy obsession Yeah, because obviously growing up, you know, having people, you know, bully me and say nasty things to me and and being in, in 
dancing where it can be really, really competitive as oh, well. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, oh, you know, especially from like a physical perspective as well. Um, yeah, for, for me, it was just like I created this belief that I had to be thin in order to be loved. You know, that was like, that was the belief that I created that if I wasn't thin, I wasn't lovable enough. And I literally remember in, in primary school in year six, I had um, one of the, one of the year six guys say to me that was in my grade, you know, I'd take you to the formal if you weren't so fat. <gasps> oh you my know? gosh, how detrimental. Oh. I know, I know, right? To, to an 11, 12 year old girl, those oh words gosh. are so damaging, yeah. you know, like so damaging. So you can imagine how all of that sort of affected me then, you know, and obviously I've healed from that like massively. It's so become my, you know, a, a big part of um, my message and it, and it was for a long time. But going through that, it was, you know, it was really, really quite difficult. So that's why I essentially created that belief that, you know, in order to be loved, I've got to be really thin. So I became obsessed with fitness and health and being thin and I became a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. and you know there was a part of me that really genuinely loved training and exercise and going to the gym and fitness like there was that side of me but there was a bigger side of me that was doing it for the wrong reasons and you know so I was a personal trainer for eight years and I really loved helping um, take people through that journey and then as a lot of people that go through this journey do I went on to fitness modeling. Oh yeah. yeah. So I went into, you know, even more competing and I went yeah. down. Oh gosh. Well, I was still in, in, in that, you know, really unhealthy obsessed stage when it, when it comes to health and fitness. So I went down that road of fitness modeling and competing. Um, and I did really well. Like I placed in my first competition, but looking back, I can say this, you know, it was coming from a totally empty place within myself. Like all the reasons why I competed, it wasn't got, it wasn't coming from a place of I feel so full and so good within myself that I'm gonna you know Mm -hmm. eat next to nothing and put myself on a stage like yeah the end the end result you know with the makeup and hair and the bikini all that that was fun but I remember having this moment of emptiness of as soon as it finished I was sort of like that's it (laughs) like that's that's it all of that for for this yeah, I remember I did one show and I remember the same thing. It's like yeah. you spend so many hours and yep. it's, it consumes your entire life. And then you think that afterwards you're going to be this new person and it's just, it ends. It's like a wedding. It ends. And then you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And you yeah. feel completely lost after it because, because you're sort of like, I've, I've dedicated every hour, every minute for the past like three months to this diet and to this training regime and from literally one second to the next, it's gone. Like it's gone. It becomes your identity over that three months. And in fact, a lot of people struggle with, you know, post-comp depression and things like that because they really do feel, yeah, I right? must have gained, I must have gained so 20 pounds empty. back in like days. And seriously, I'm probably really? like, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Re- cause I didn't reverse diet. You know, it's just, yeah, it was that it was right. kind of set me up into like a binge lifestyle afterwards for a while that I had to like really work. Oh, on. totally. I went down the same road. Yeah. I went down the same road of like binge eating and you know, that, you know, the unhealthy relationship I had with food just sort of rolled on from there. And, um, you know, I did the opposite where I finished um, 
training and not finished training. I was still exercising, but I finished, you know, comp dieting and comp training. And I was, I felt so lost after it that I was, I actually became scared to come off comp diet because I was like, what if I do put on all this weight? So I actually stayed on my comp diet for another 12 months after. Oh, your poor body. So right. My, yeah, my, my body was like, in, in shambles, you know, my body and my mind. Yeah. Um, and I'll never forget, I went to compete for a second time. And I remember sitting down with my trainer and she was talking to me about my diet again and, and my, um, you know, my, what my exercise regime was going to look like. And it was like in that moment, I, I heard this, this voice. I don't know where it came from, but it was like this voice that came to me and just said, Alyssa, why are you doing this again? Like, what have you got to prove? Like, the inner guide yeah this is not exactly like you're not making me this is not making you happy like why are you doing this what who are you trying to prove something to and it's like I heard that and in that moment I looked at my trainer and I just looked at her and said I'm not doing this again like this is not this is not what I want to do I'm, I'm out you know I'm not competing again she was like are you sure and I'm like yeah I'm positive this doesn't make me feel good I've just realized like it's coming from a totally empty place within me so I pulled out. Wow. I pulled out and that was the last time I ever did that. But it was that moment that I really started to realize, Elisa, you've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> like you've got a lot of inner work to do, you know, because this this behavior is unhealthy. Like I I isolated and alienated myself from my family, you know. I wouldn't go to social events. I the amount of family events important things that I missed out on because I just didn't want to be part of it because I was so afraid that the food there wouldn't be that great and you know all of that stuff you know it's like I can't get those those memories back you know and there was a lot of sort of forgiveness that I had to do around and within myself as well because you know overcoming all of that there was there was a good chunk of time where I was beating myself up because of the way that I was, you know, and I had to really learn to forgive myself to go, this is just part of my journey. This doesn't define who I am. It was just part of my journey. And it was all so necessary to get me to where I am today. Uh Um, So when I was, you know, training people, I started to realize that, hang on a second, this the reason people don't lose weight goes far beyond what they put in their mouth and oh, far yeah. beyond the exercise that they're doing. <laughs> and I was like, this is all up here. Yes. Like it's, belief, it's all up here. Right? The, people and, don't have the belief that oh, they actually can. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. When you're not wired to believe that something can happen for you, it's not going to happen. It doesn't matter what you're doing. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter how good those things that you're doing are, how um, you know, powerful the tools are, it's, if you're not wired for it, it's not going to happen. So I started becoming really intrigued with the mind. And I was like, this is a much deeper journey for people. So I dived into the mindset work because I remember one day I was sitting on the couch with my mom and she looked at me, she was like, Alyssa, you're depressed. Like you need help. You need help. You know, your behavior isn't normal. You're, um, you're down all the time, like, you know, just, and I, I knew it. I knew that my behavior wasn't normal. I knew that I needed help, but it's like they always say, right, nothing's ever going to change until you stop being in denial and you can admit to yourself that I've had enough, like enough is enough and I'm going to do something about it. 
And for a very long time, I was in denial that there was anything wrong, you know. And I remember looking at my mom at the time and I was like, fine, I'll get help. But one thing I know is that I, and this can be a really controversial topic for people, but I knew that the road for me wasn't medication. That was one thing I knew for sure. I was so, you know, against going down that road of of medication because I just knew in my heart it wasn't for me, you know, and it absolutely serves a purpose for a lot of people. But for me, I was like, no, this isn't, this isn't going to work for me. So I stuck to that. And I knew that if I wasn't going down that road, then I only had one other option. And that was to do the inner work. That was to go within and really start doing the inner work. And I knew that was going to be a longer journey. I knew it was going to be a more challenging journey because it's not like a a quick fix sort of thing. But I was prepared the medicine you take something and then it's kind of numbs everything (laughs) and the inner work there's no numbing exactly exactly and and I do believe that you know there are people out there that get to a point where they need that because it can become quite dangerous yeah if it's a chemical imbalance for sure yeah but it's exactly it, it is a numbing agent sometimes. People it is. Use it. Yeah. it is. And I, and I truly believe that we can heal ourselves. Um, like majority of people out there that are, that are in suffering or struggling in some way really can heal themselves through the inner work. You know, I, I truly do believe that there are so many people out there that don't need to go down that road of medication, but if they committed to the inner work, they really can shift and transform their life. And that's like, that's literally why I started the, the business that I have because I shifted my entire life through my, through mindset work alone. Beautiful. You know, and I was like, right, well, if I can do this and I've walked this journey and I'm, you know, I've, I've made the changes, then I know that this is possible. So that became my mission. It was how can I help people shift their entire life through mindset work alone? Mm. Um, and that's, that's what I've been doing for the past seven years, you know, and I also have a passion for entrepreneurship and business and all of that. So that's like a, another avenue, but that's basically how I got here. Oh, <laughs> so great. It's, it's amazing how, you know, our journey brings us to this path and it's, and it's like you are so open to listen yeah. to guidance and and take all take all the turns that you were being led led to take. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't for such a long time. That's the thing. I was you resisted so, it for a while. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I resisted it. Like I was in such denial for such a long time. But I truly do believe that when we're ready and when we have suffered enough, we will make the change but people have to get to that point yeah yeah you just don't take things seriously if you're not sick and tired of being sick and tired not at all not at all <laughs> so awesome so now how do you do you typically work with people one-on-one or how do you do your coaching now yeah so for a really really long time I was doing um, a lot of one-on-one sessions I'm talking like I think at one point I was doing up to 30, 35 sessions a week, which just got Whoa. manic. Yeah, it, it got, you know, pretty manic after a while. Um, but now I've cut that right back and I really only work with probably like a handful of one-on-one clients every six to 12 months, like really high level, yeah. um, you know, women mainly. Yeah. Um, but I've got a lot of like online courses and programs and yeah, there's 
lot of different ways in which I work with people, but they're, they're mainly the two ways, you know, online through online programs and, you know, one-on-one as well. The power of the internet. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when you great. use it for good, it's yeah. such a, it's such a beautiful place. Yeah. So now, so now is, is fitness still something that you're really passionate about? Absolutely. It yeah. always has been. I've, I've been in the gym training literally since I was, you know, 12 to 15 years and I haven't stopped. Then I always will. Like it's part of my lifestyle. Yeah. You know, but it, yeah. it comes from a completely different place now. Like I train and move my body when I know it feels right, the way I know it feels right. Mm. And it's coming from a place of I'm doing this because I want to feel good. Mm. not from not I'm doing this because it, I've got an unhealthy obsession and relationship with it you know oh, and the yeah. same with food I had to I had to shift my whole relationship with food as well yeah we're so we're so similar it, like for me too it was a place of punishment versus, yeah. yeah it was like oh yeah yeah scary, scary dark place that's for sure <laughs> oh Totally. So what is your is. fitness? How would you describe your fitness style now? What types of things do you like to do? I love, I've always loved weights. Like yeah. I am not a cardio girl. Yeah. Really <laughs> like, you know, I, I'll do, you know, beautiful coastal walks and, and things yeah. like that. But weights is my thing, you know, and I'll do a lot of circuit training. So um, you know, using weights, um, very occasionally I'll be like, do you know what? I feel like having a heavy weight day today. So I'll, I'll train a little bit slower and, and lift a little bit heavier. Nice. Yeah. That's basically what it looks like. I mean, isn't it so, it's empowering, isn't it? I just love it. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. Love it so it's much. so is. It's like the way that it makes you feel. Cause I'm, I'm all about, you know, how do things feel these days, mm-hmm. you know, and the way that, you know, moving your body like that makes you feel, it's just, it's something else and you can feel it when you, when you haven't trained, right? Yeah. You can just feel that the, your mind isn't as um, clear, strong yeah. as it's clear. Yeah, yeah totally. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That's great. Yeah. So where can everyone find you? Where can everyone connect with you? Yeah. So pretty much on all the social medias. So <laughs> Facebook, um, Instagram, YouTube, they're mainly the, the three that I'm on. So it's literally just at Elisa Budaglary. Um, I'm sure on the show notes, you'll have how to yeah. spell my surname. Yeah. Saying that's where you can find me at those, at those handles. What is one last piece of advice that you could leave everybody with? I, one part, one last piece of advice. I would say it doesn't matter like where you're at in your life right now, the, you know, the, the circumstance that you're in right now, that you are literally like a, an unlimited vessel and and source for abundance right like that that's our natural state like our natural state is abundance we are naturally meant to feel ease flow abundance you know in in every area of our life suffering is unnatural that's what i say to people like if you're in a state of suffering that's unnatural but it becomes so many people are in suffering because of the conditioning that we're given that it actually feels normal to be in suffering and unnatural to be in abundance, right? Oh, but it's yeah. so it's so warped. Like it, it's just not how we're meant to be. So when we can learn to tap into our natural state, which is abundance, we literally can shift everything in our life. Like our, you know, 
um, money, love, health, everything, everything that we want to call in. So yeah, just really do what you need to do to tap into that, um, that natural state of abundance, you know, look at whatever is in your way from an internal perspective, you know, like I was saying before, I've been so much about the inner work and understanding that when you can shift the beliefs that you've carried that you've borrowed by the way because they're not true anything that we tell ourselves that doesn't feel good is untrue so we have to realize that and when we can recognize that and reframe that to something that feels better and step into abundance we start to radically shift what's around us so remind yourself that abundance is your natural state and anything that doesn't feel good, any belief or any suffering that you're experiencing is unnatural. So do what you need to do to shift that. Cause you know, I know this sounds so cliche, but if I can do that, <laughs> you know, anyone can, you know, like I am no one special when you, when you look at my upbringing and, and all of that, I'm just an, a normal girl, you know, <laughs> yeah. we all have the ability to, to radically change our life. Oh, beautiful. What a powerful message. Mm. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your heart with us. You're welcome. Yeah. It's been so much fun. Yes. Yeah, Loved so it. Great. Thank you for having me. Suffering is not natural. I love it. That's such a good one to repeat to yourself. If you have been waking up feeling like you're in a funk, too many days out of the week. This is your wake up call. Wake up and shift. You do not have to remain in a funk. I promise. Always here for you. Always here to support you. If you need anything, don't hesitate to reach out. Catch you on the next episode. Mwah.